What determines happiness and how can we become happier? Martha and I will be diving into that today. everyone and welcome to the I Got This podcast with Lex and MGP. My name is Lex and I've been a personal trainer over the last five years. Martha started her fitness journey with me three years ago and over that time she's lost over 60 pounds and changed her entire perspective on life. Join us each and every week as we talk about our journey together, healthy lifestyle habits, and of course the I Got This mentality. Hey guys, and welcome back to I Got This Pod with Lex and MGP. Today, we are diving into happiness. Um, Me and Martha were actually started talking about the topic before this episode. It was 30 minutes ago, and (laughs) we were like, oh my God. Turn on the mics, turn on the mics. (laughs) Yeah, because we've been going for a while. It's a really interesting topic. Mm -hmm. So we started to do some research on it, and let's uh, talk about where this topic came from for you. You know, honestly, someone was, I was talking to someone recently and they said, why are you happy all the time? And I said, well, I don't know that I am and I don't force it, but I choose to be happy. I want to be happy. It's something I desire to be. Yes. So that's kind of where it came from. And she was like, well, you can't just choose to be happy. You either are or you aren't. And I'm like, no, you can choose to be happy. You can look for the good. You can look for the fulfillment and all that. And that's kind of where I've gone with it. I like that. And then we started to dig a little bit deeper. Once, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty happy person, but I always kind of have been. And then we dug deeper. So right. let's start to dissect. So first we're going to go into, we looked at what exactly is happiness? What are the what are the actual terms or different feelings of happiness? So Martha found two different forms of happiness or mm-hmm. ways that psychologists defined happiness. Right. How they conceive of happiness. In your life. So I would say the first one is hedonistic happiness. So that comes from pleasure, enjoyment, you know, you're going to a party, hanging out with friends, having fun. It'd be that kind of happiness. Okay. And then the other type was more of a eudaimonic happiness. And that's more comes from fulfillment, purpose, having meaning in your life. So that would be that kind of happiness. Okay. A little bit deeper. So how I kind of think about it is the prior, and I'm not going to try to say these words, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's eudaimonic and hedonistic. Hedonistic. So hedonistic mm-hmm. would be more of I'm literally out with friends and I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And the social activity is something I can get lost in. I'm really having – I don't want to leave, right? Right. And then eudaimonic would mm-hmm. be, in my mind, is like when I'm out in nature and I feel like – I feel connected to the universe or God or whatever well-being. That I believe in. Mm-hmm. It's happiness really associated with a purpose, but rather, not with a purpose, I mean, but rather with a response to something. Oh, okay. A response to something. Mm-hmm. Got it. To like a stimulus or a behavior. Okay. Interesting. So then we dug deep into the emotions of happiness, like what those are. And as soon as we started like thinking about them, so I'm going to go through a few of the emotions that she states. Okay. Um, this is me word reading word for word. So again, this is Atlas of the Heart by Bren, Bar- Bren-, Bren Brown. Uh, number one, we have joy. So joy is based on their research, um, defined as an intense feeling of deep spiritual connection, pleasure, and appreciation. Um, what would be a joy experience for you? Um, it would be, I mean, honestly, being with family and friends, having a good time, maybe catching up with someone I haven't seen in a while, 
being able to just have a meaningful conversation with someone, all those things would be that yeah. kind of joy for me. And then, so this is something we brought up when I thought joy, and it says it's like more of like, um, like a very, it's like a burst of a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this. My best friend growing up, um, shout out Allison. <laughs> she, uh, was always a very intellectual, spiritually intellectual person, okay. very connected with her heart and her soul. And I'll never forget these words. She always called them joy bubbles. And she, so you know that feeling that's deep in your heart. Mm-hmm. And as you like, like when you get super excited, it's not even excited in your like brain, it's excited in your soul. And it kind of bubbles up from within and mm-hmm. it like explodes out. And I always connected with that term because. Their feelings, you feel like I feel them very rarely, but what they're when I'm like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> hold in how happy and excited or joyful I am mm-hmm. in this moment. And that's kind of what she says. This is more of a intense feeling. It's an intense like explosion. So kids on Christmas morning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or like, um, like, oh my God, like I sometimes when I'm manifesting, mm-hmm. I repeat something in my head or out loud and I start to feel this intense feeling of joy. And this is very personal, mm-hmm. but I do. I get this like intense joy feeling. And it's so crazy to me because I feel connected to the universe, but mm-hmm. I also feel like, oh my God, I'm so joyful because I know this is going to happen for me. Right. In joy, we don't lose. We lose ourselves. We become ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's those moments of purpose. It's those moments of this is who I am. This is where I'm meant to be. This is happening for me. And I think joy is one of my favorite um, emotions of happiness so far from what we've mm-hmm. determined. Kind of living up to your personal ideals. Yes. That would be a capital J joy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, live it, setting, stepping into your morals, se- stepping into the person you knew you were supposed to become. Mm-hmm. I the, the book that comes to mind besides this one <laughs> um, also is The Alchemist mm-hmm. comes to mind when I think of joy mm-hmm. because it's a you finding your own personal purpose, your own personal destiny. Right. Finding your path. Your path. Yeah. So And, and that is so amazing. It's just the best feeling. That's a good one. Okay, here's interesting. Researchers describe the relationship between between joy and gratitude as an intriguing upward spiral. Let's spiral up in happiness. Mm-hmm. I love this. The intriguing upward spiral goes like this. Trait gratitude pre- predicts greater future experience of in-the-moment joy. Trait joy predicts greater future experience of in-the-moment gratitude. And dispositional or situational joy predicts greater future subjective well-being. It all just spirals up. I know. So gratitude Mm -hmm. moves with joy. Right. Let's talk about gratitude. Okay. Gratitude has to do with appreciation, obviously. Um, this again is in the same book, Atlas of the Heart. It's good for so gratitude is actually good for you physically, emotionally, mentally, shockingly. Mm-hmm. And gratitude is correlated actually to better sleep, more creativity, um, and less bad emotions like aggression, hostility, anger, poor decision makings poor decision making and like health as well. Mm-hmm. Bad health um comes with bad gratitude. Shockingly. <laughs> is there bad gratitude? Yeah, I don't think there is. <laughs> yeah. You know, like entitlement or yeah, like exactly. I deserve this or I'm a victim, right? Is that right. that's bad, bad gratitude. gratitude. I think we just made up a phrase. <laughs> I think we did. You got some bad, bad gratitude. gratitude. <laughs> 
I mean, but think about it. Keeping a gratitude list is relatively easy too. A- absolutely. You know, simple. Just write it down. I mean, so let's talk about so something that we were saying earlier is that happiness is a habit. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, you said years ago you weren't as happy as you are now. Right. What was one of the first things we had you do as a company mm-hmm. to start instilling happiness as a habit? Drink my water? No. I'm- <laughs> That was one of them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, keeping a journal for sure. And in it was uh, listing gratitude. Yes. Items the most gratitude. basic thing. Mm-hmm. So if gratitude is in turn correlated to joy mm-hmm. and you are on a daily basis practicing gratitude mm-hmm. just in your journal, then of course your mind has become a habit of um, your your brain is moving more towards happiness and joy right. because your brain is moving more towards gratitude. Gratitude yeah. is the only attitude. And it's and, and honestly, it is a habit that I write in my journal and put the gratitude in there. And it can be minor little things and it can be sometimes it's major things. Yes. And it's funny because um, yesterday I was not in the best of moods and you talked to me, you know. But it was funny. I actually hadn't journaled yet at that point when I had talked to you and, and later in the day I had, and I had to search for something to be grateful about. But then I was, I was grateful that, you know, my husband was going to take care of my car broke down. It was a whole situation, but I was grateful that my yeah. husband was going to take care of that for me. And I took it off my plate. Mm-hmm. You know, I was grateful that I got to vent out, vent to you. I was grateful that, you know, the school day went okay. Cause it started off kind of rough there too. Yeah. So you just find these things and then it pivots your whole mood. Yes. And you realize that it's not really as bad or dark as you think it is. Exactly. Exactly. It's so shocking mm-hmm. how once you start to look at the good, mm-hmm. you feel so much better. And it just takes a few moments. It does. And sometimes you got to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. You do. Sometimes um, like you have to be like, well, life's shitty, but at mm-hmm. least I got my socks on. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's okay to fake it. It's okay to yeah. fake it till you make it. It's okay to say, well, I got my socks on. Well, okay, let's dig in, in deeper into that. Well, my feet are warm. Some people don't have shoes to right. wear. Right. Some like little things like that actually make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And when your brain goes to gratitude, what a difference that makes in your attitude. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and it's, um, my mother's a senior citizen now. And so mm-hmm. these are, I won't rat out her total age, but it's over 80. And she has taken to saying when people ask her, how are you doing? She says, not as good as I'd like to be, but better than most. And that's kind of her new mantra about it. So she gets it. I like that. Not as good as I'd like to be, but better than most. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a good, I kind of like that. So, you know. She struggles mm-hmm. to get around and stuff, and she realizes a lot of that's age-related, but, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't want to complain and wants to keep her chin up, so to speak. So, yeah. Exactly. I like that one. I think it's hard to put into words happiness. I think happiness is something that I think there are plenty of emotions, and when you articulate them better, mm-hmm. it's better. It's easier to it's easier to speak on them and easier to feel them because happiness, you could say, well, I'm feeling joyful. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not feeling joyful. So does that mean I'm not happy? No, not no. necessarily. There are so many emotions of joy or yeah. happiness. So let, should we continue with the different kinds? Sure. Okay. Because you can be a happy person and not be having a happy moment. It, yes. And that's the thing. I think highs and lows of emotions allow you to feel feel that high of joy or happiness allow you to feel um, s- sadness is just their parallels, mm-hmm. and because we're wonderfully human, right? 
how grateful are we and wonderful are we? I feel like some, some of my lows allow me to be, move directly up to my highs. It's shocking. When I'm in a valley, um, I know a mountain is coming. Right. You, I don't no, know I understand. that. You no, do. I do understand. Because yeah. I used to keep, I think, all my emotions close. And once you let the extremes, not extreme extremes, but it widen up, yeah, you can feel more. You can. It's yeah. shocking. Well, so calm. Uh, calm is perspective and mindfulness mm-hmm. while managing emotional reactivity. So you're not overreacting. I okay. kind of like that. It's intention. It's how we want to um, make impact others. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a cool one. I really like calm. I feel so- when do you feel a sense of calm? I feel a sense of calm when I'm in the shower. I feel calm. I feel calm before my day starts. Like I get to work, not before it starts, I guess when, before the work day starts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get ready, you get to work, it's a hustle time. And then I get there and I usually have like 20 minutes of calm mm-hmm. before the bells ring and the kids come running in. So I'm like alone in my classroom, thinking about the day, thinking about what I want to accomplish. And it's just very peaceful time. I like that. That's a good one. It's kind of like a calm before the storm. Definitely. <laughs> Not that it's a storm, but yes. Calm before the... the before the flood of children. Yes. Arrive. yes before but, the flood. <laughs> yes. And usually I'm having like my warm cup of coffee. It's just a nice time to kind of reflect on what's going to about to happen and get yourself mentally prepared. You're choosing that calm too. Because mm-hmm. you could be rushing into work. But oh not. yeah, no. You're choosing that I calm. always make sure that I'm ready to go the night before. Mm-hmm. So I can have that moment. I need that time. Yeah. I think my calm sets in at the end of like I get home from work eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And so I come in, I'm like, take my, take my shoes off, take my socks off and like start to like reset my mind. I think that's my sense of calm. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same idea. Just opposite end of the day. Um, I like contentment. Mm -hmm. Contentment is about satisfaction. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one. Which is ironically an unsatisfying idea for a lot of people that comes directly from Bren Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. Feeling satisfied. I think sometimes both of us struggle with being satisfied with where we're at. Yes, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Because we're go, we're doers. So when you do, it's a sense of enoughness. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, like I do feel enough. You know, Mm -hmm. I am proud of who I am. I am proud of the person I'm becoming. But do I feel like I am the person I plan to be now in this moment? No. And I feel like you are the same. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'll ever be there. Because the line keeps moving, right? But I am content. Oh, I'm happy with where I'm at and who I am. Me too. Yeah. But it is it is an interesting like this. Mm-hmm. Content is a very interesting one for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like um, – Are we finished? No. 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 And, I, and you're right. Content is positively correlated with greater life satisfaction and well-being. But contentment is also – are you satisfied with your life as a whole? <laughs> like, gosh. I mean, maybe we have more of pride, a feeling of satisfaction in what we've already accomplished. Yeah. And who we are right now. And I mean, I don't mean to be that we're prideful, but we just have pride in that. Do you think with age, like, do you know more people who are satisfied, like people in their 80s or 90s? Or do you feel like you know more people in their Because I don't know that many people in their 80s or 90s. I don't know that many. I mean. I think you might know a few more than me. 
<laughs> I'm just closer. Is that yeah, you're closer saying? to the age. I don't know. I know my great grandma in my grandma. <laughs> That's who I know. Okay, so I have my in-laws. And I got. I know I a guess. seventy-year-old. <laughs> um, from the eighty, I would say the people that I know that are in their eighties, nineties. Most of them, I think, are content with where they're at. I think they've maybe resigned to where they're at too, but I also see sometimes a lot of regret and things that they wish they could have done differently. And I don't know that any of us, if we could go back in time, wouldn't change a thing here or there, of course. Absolutely. But, um, you know, it's hard to say what, what they really think. And I do actually, I see, I, I think I see more people my age that kind of struggle with this. Shockingly, I do too, having worked with more of a population mm-hmm. of people in your age. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people who are like, I wish I would have done better. But I think the people who are happier, mm-hmm. um, and my dad comes to mind, he's not done. He's nowhere mm-hmm. near done. Mm-hmm. And he's six, he's almost 60, but he's mm-hmm. nowhere near. He's like, I'm going to build my house on this land. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. His mind is always saying, I'm going to. He's nowhere near done. And I think right. that's why he's such a happy guy. And that's what that's kind of what I was alluding to. I think people in their 80s and 90s are more, they've traveled their path maybe. And I'm not saying they're done. Yes. But I feel like it's more people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, mm-hmm. which is the range I'm in, where people think, well, I'm middle-aged, so I'm, I'm done. I made all my decisions. I've and they, they just want to buy their time. And I'm like, why? I am not done. Yeah. It's a perspective. You're right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, so there's a lot of time to be, there's a t- lot of time to go still if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s. If you're in your 40s, your life may not be ha- even close to halfway over. Right. Like, you live to 100. That's very common now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. So your life is not even halfway over. So, and, and, and a lot of people my age, that's all they're talking about is retirement or whatever. And that's fine. I'm not saying I don't, I don't want to retire at some point. Of course yeah. I do. But it's not, I'm not going to just retire and lay on the couch. I mean, there'll be something else yes. for me to do. The next thing. Exactly. There's always, It's always about the next thing. So I like that. Maybe the satisfaction Maybe the satisfaction comes with knowing you have time to continue. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a bit of fear with that. Like, am I satisfied with my life? No. Well, now I have no more time or something along those lines. It's hard. It's really hard. It, in this perspective, being mm-hmm. 27, looking forward, mm-hmm. I, I can't understand it because I'm so I'm you have, young. You have a lot to go still. I have a lot to go, but I'm mm-hmm. sure when I get to 50. Mm-hmm. And I even said this the other day. I was like, oh my God, one day I'm going to be 50. <laughs> No, it's not, not so bad. And no, I know, but I, but it's just unfathomable. Yeah. It is sometimes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like you're young and you're like, well, who am I going to be? And it's a, it's a, it's it not is. scary, but it's like, well, I hope I make all the right decisions, and I hope I, and and if I'm not sat, like I hope I'm a very satisfied person then. Mm-hmm. And then 50s not even close to done, right? <laughs> right. So I, I just, it's being young. It is a, it's intimidating a it, little bit. It is. And is 80 intimidating to you? Yeah. See, it's the same. It's I guess it's the same thing. Like it's an intimate. Like the thought is a bit mm-hmm. intimidating. I don't want to get to eighty and have regrets. I don't want to get to eighty and not take care of things now. Yeah. So that I can be in the best shape. And I don't mean physically, but yes, to that yeah. too. But I mean physically, physically, mentally, whatever shape when I get there. I want to be able to squeeze the life out of life right up to the end. And that's why you train so hard. That's why your why is so big because you you believe that you have so much life left mm-hmm. and you know that- I'm going down swinging. Exactly. <laughs> you know your health matters. 
you know that the strength of your heart and the strength of your muscles correlates directly to the longevity of your life. Right. And I think that's why you train so hard. And this is why this is so important to you and to me. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, this got deep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I think I think it's it's amazing because you're so gung-ho on I plan to be satisfied at that age. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's a good one. I need to take a big deep breath after that one. <laughs> but I'm also excited about what life's journey still has for me. Me too. You know, I, I know a lot of my friends or a lot of people my age, friends or not, who are like, well, I've had my kids. I've been married to the same person for however long. I've done my career. And they're kind of just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Wow. This has been an awesome topic. <laughs> I think we should talk about how to cultivate happiness in the next episode. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, well, thanks for listening. We were just kind of just chat away, dissecting these, and we will talk about cultivating happiness very soon. Choose happiness. I got this. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening this week. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more I Got This content, please make sure to follow, like, and share on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or you can always go to our website, igotthispod.com, for more info. As always, thanks for listening. See you next Monday.